everyone, welcome back to the Leadership Locker. Now, whether it's content or anything in your professional life, sometimes we know exactly what we need to be doing, but we don't do them. We cannot find the time and time becomes the excuse. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Now, obviously, if you're new here, this is the Leadership Locker on Mondays and Fridays. It's me sharing my lessons learned, sharing my journey. And on Wednesdays, you're going to have industry experts and influencers. Okay. That's probably going to change here soon. But just so you know, you are in the right place if you're looking for knowledge like this to help you kind of overcome these daily battles that we go through in entrepreneurship. So ever since I was a kid, like ever since I was a kid, I just always remember sitting in the passenger seat. I loved, you know, driving around with my dad, going on errands with him and going to Rickle and freaking hardware stores and all that kind of stuff. And as long as I can remember when he knew I was going to drive at some point, when it got to the point where like learner's permit was in sight, driver's license was in sight, even now as an adult, he always tried to tell me this one very specific thing about driving. And it's when your tank gets halfway, fill it up. And I don't really do that. I am more of a quarter tank, I'll think about it type guy. And uh, that's just the way I am. So like his rationale is basically that, you know, once it's past halfway, it's going to go a lot faster. So don't let it get to that point where it's accelerated. Um, and, you know, just just get ahead. Get ahead is, is exactly what he was trying to pinpoint. And, you know, my dad's one of those kind of prepared guys that likes to do that. I get what he was getting at. OK, and it's very simple. And it's a line I like to use, which is you should just stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I've talked about being reactive before, and that's what kind of waiting to do these things is, is what he's getting at. Now, obviously, we're past the point of it being about getting gas for your cars, talking about everything that we do in life. When you have to be reactive uh, instead of proactive, things start to happen. And by things, I mean emotions, emotions that we regularly try to avoid, stress, anxiety, sense of urgency, feeling rushed, feeling off your game, not able to relax. Okay, these are the things that happen when we have to react to situations that we've kind of perpetuated ourselves. Now, for all of us, we all have our kind of different vices, our different things that we just kind of put to the side, put to the side, ignore it, you know, politely ignore it. And then it just gets to a point where we have to do something. Now, here's some examples that you and I might share. One was uh, standardized testing. I'm not a good standardized test person. I didn't give a shit about standardized tests or school or SATs or ACTs or exams or midterms and any of that stuff. I, I never, ever did. And I was absolutely that person that just, it didn't matter. Like I was going to cram no matter what. If I had more than 24 hours to that test or that paper or whatever, that, that meant I had time. Okay, so I just crammed. And yeah, maybe uh, I could have done a lot better in certain areas, but am I regretting it now? No, I don't care, but that's just how I operated. It wasn't anything that I actually deeply cared about. So of course I was just going to cram. Okay, maybe you have a paper to write for your company or a slideshow or a project that you're working on. And you're just like, well, I'm going to hold off on that. Like you can get ahead as much as you can, but then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, this is weighing in on my daily responsibilities, my daily tasks that I have to do. So it's just like, you know what? Like I don't have time for that right now. So the more runway you have, the worse, actually. I'm a complete, like that's my DNA, 100%. So maybe it's one of those things that people have really high expectations for and you just don't. So you kick that can down the road and you don't give a shit. And then when it comes time, you're going to be feeling the heat because you have thrown it together and you're going to be saying to yourself, God, why didn't I start this earlier? Here's one. Your jeans don't fit. 
we look in the mirror so often, actually, that we don't see the changes that other people are noticing. So it's not until we have like evidence, like um, these are not buttoning that we realize that our, you know, obsession with cheesy tater tots has gone a little bit out of control. And now we have to react. Now it's just like, well, I'm just gonna have to eat salads all weekend, or I'm gonna go on a 10 mile run or whatever. I mean, this is like that, that real dark place. I, I, I say it's dark, it's not that dark, but you know, that place where your mindset shifts to kind of desperation, like I have to do something now. And the key to this whole thing is to realize that whatever you do right now is not going to have any short-term effect. It's always going to be a long-term effect and consistency that's going to kind of get you out of this mess that you got yourself in. And another one is content, making content for social media or making a podcast or making a video. That stuff sneaks up on you plenty. And I'll get into that in a second. But first, let me tell you what my kind of weekly responsibilities are in terms of my content, okay? Not even my clients, just my content. I have three YouTube videos a week to make or to publish, which means at any given moment, I should have three ready to go, right? Yeah, that's right. But I mean, does that always happen? Absolutely not. I have three podcasts, episodes to produce for the Leadership Blocker or the upcoming rebranded show that we're going to have. So three there. Two for NFTs for newbies. NFTs for newbies is our awesome podcast about NFTs. It's exactly what it sounds like it's for. We were ranked very recently for number 73 in, uh, what was it, education? Number 49, I believe it was in self-improvement. So we had to go from one episode to two episodes, which means we need to be conducting interviews. So it's not only just publishing two podcasts a week, it's maintaining a backlog, finding guests and all that other stuff. I need seven Instagram reels for my own account per week. I need seven Instagram reels for that account per week, the NFT for newbies account. And then on top of that, there's all kinds of other content that's going on. Now, it seems like that could be manageable, but my head's all over the place. I'm not always like just ramping up with ideas. And some of these shows and concepts are different. So it takes a lot more brain power than you would think. So I'm telling you this because I actually got help. I got a team in the last few months. I've added a bunch of people to my team, including someone to do processes and documentation and then a social media manager. And even with them, I still fail and kind of often. So the first thing I want to tell you that might help you in terms of, you know, really knowing what it is that you want to do, but not being able to find the time is to think of who it affects. The reason I just told you about what I have going on is not so you can actually give a shit. It's to think about the people that it affects. I told you about me onboarding people because those people were literally brought on to help me. Yet despite that, and despite my desires and despite my goals, I'm still in many ways failing them. And that is not okay with me. Here's what I mean. You can either pay people. People are either paid to help you be accountable for yourself or people volunteer to help you be accountable for yourself. This is very, very common when you're like going through a course or something like that. Like anyone want to buddy up? Anyone want to have an accountability partner? And those are kind of the, some of the people that volunteer. People who get paid to kind of help you hold yourself accountable or move your goals forward are your contractors, your employees, your W-2s, your teammates, whatever it is. Okay. Now you have to start thinking this is one way that you could help yourself by being proactive instead of reacting is by thinking about how it affects them. And here's how you think about it. Even the most patient or well-paid people are eventually going to get tired of your shit. Okay. They're going to get tired of it because number one, all the effort they've been putting forward to try and create a way for you to get ahead and to help you along, move your vision along and help you get to your goals is going to be in vain because you haven't actually taken them up on it. 
which leads to the next thing that they're going to resent you for is the fact that you're not actually letting them contribute. You're not validating their existence, their efforts, and their responsibilities to help you be responsible. That's always going to leave a bad taste in someone's mouth. It's going to show them also that you can't keep commitments. And people really remember people who can't keep commitments. And then last of all, when it comes to thinking about the people it affects, is no one's going to have buy-in. If you don't have buy-in, they're not going to have buy-in. And then it's just going to be people who are not really bringing up the truth. And this is how companies and relationships just get into a big mess because no one's addressing the elephant in the room, which is you suck. (laughs) You suck. You're not taking it seriously. And what am I here for? So here's what you can do. I have mentioned that I have not necessarily done the best by my team, but I always try and be transparent. Like, look, we're going to have to build up to a place where this thing is like streamlined and we're bulletproof. I am all over the place. I have these responsibilities, these responsibilities. Like it's inevitable. Some things are going to fall by the wayside on certain weeks and other weeks I'll be ahead. But as long as they know that and as long as I've communicated that and I've been transparent about it, that's definitely going to help. And the other thing you could do in order to be proactive and be reactive, or at least like allow this to just kind of get to a point where there's momentum, is that exceed the expectations, okay? Be a case study for the people who are trying to help you out. Let's just say you have a trainer and they have this awesome meal plan for you and have this awesome regimen for you, a workout regimen or something along those lines. And just remember that like, if you crush it for them, then like all of a sudden you're a case study for them. Even better if you have a business or you want to start a business or you're just getting help with your social media because you're thinking about starting a business someday. If you do all the things that they say and you, you bring them on for a very specific reason, you start doing those things. And then, you know, some of those goals start to come to fruition because of their help and you've exceeded their expectations, this is going to deepen the relationship, not strain the relationship. So there might be a little bit of leeway when shit gets a little bit out of control and you're falling behind. Okay, so be someone's case study and think of how you could exceed their expectations. So all the way back to the beginning is think of how it affects the people who are trying to help you. I have a friend and she was doing this whole apple cider vinegar thing. And by all accounts, she fucking hated it. I mean, she deeply hated it. And she would tell me these stories of how she'd get up, you know, she's real groggy in the morning, you know, just kind of like it's still dark out, you know, it was already a battle not hitting snooze. Okay. It was already a battle putting on workout clothes. It was already a battle, you know, taking the dog for a walk early. Uh, It was already battle all these things. Okay. Like really just kind of committing to that. And on top of that was drinking this apple cider vinegar. Okay. Now drinking this apple cider vinegar I mean, it sounds awful as it is. I think I've done that a couple of times. And on the surface, it doesn't seem that bad, right? Like it's just like, bam, like you drink it and whatever. It's supposed to have these amazing health benefits, whether it's for your skin or whether it's for your digestion, whatever. I don't, I don't even know why she was doing it, but she was doing it and she hated it. And it wasn't the actual act itself. It was the byproducts of the act. It was going to the gym and having kind of just like a little bit of a messy stomach. It was being on the treadmill and her burping, she'd say, and she'd like gag and she'd smell it. It it just threw too many things off. There was like collateral damage just from drinking the vinegar itself. So I'm like, why did you do it? Like, why did you do it for so long? Did your life change? So this is the second tip, which is you have to do that self audit and ask yourself, are you doing this because you think you need to do it or because you're actually passionate about it? So you ever hear the joke about marathoners? It goes something like, I think this is it verbatim. It's like, how do you know if someone's run a marathon? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Now here's the thing. I know 
a ton of people, a ton of people who've ran a marathon because they think that's like some sort of social, you're in the club type thing, or I did it, or I needed to challenge myself. But that joke exists because of you know, the desire to tell people about it, which is why the joke is hilarious because everyone wants to tell you. And if that is the reason that you're doing something, just think about it. If that is the reason you're doing something, it's probably the wrong reason. So you probably don't need to run a marathon or whatever it is that you think a lot of people are doing, okay? That same person or those same people could have read 30 books in a year and felt far more satisfaction and had less leg cramps because of that. Or those same people could have, you know, got to a point where they had their own goal of like, I just want to be able to get up out of bed and do a hundred pushups straight. It doesn't matter. The goal is different for all of us. But when you go with the pack like that, it may be completely unfulfilling. So the point is this, like we can all supercharge ourselves to hit these milestones that we're going to tell people about when they don't even ask. (laughs) And that's just stupid. And the thing is, a lot of these people don't even run another marathon. So the point is, you have to think about what you're actually passionate about for it to actually have legs and longevity. So for me right now, that's podcasting. Obviously, I'm approaching episode 200 for this podcast, uh, but that's one of them. Not drinking is another one for me. Like I'm over two years into not drinking, so it's like it's huge. So it's a non-negotiable. And when you find something that's going to be a non-negotiable, you will put it in that bucket and it will sit there and you will not let anyone mess with it. And if it becomes a non-negotiable, then you will absolutely find the time to do it. And I'm going to tell you how. Number one is plan a day in time. It's that simple. Maybe it's Saturday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Maybe it's Sunday. Maybe it's Wednesday evenings. Maybe it's whatever. But whatever it is, you need to coordinate with the people in your life, whether on the professional or personal side, and just be like, this is no one can fuck with it territory. This is my time, and this is when I have to do whatever. Okay, so whether that's your marathon training, or whether that's your content creation, or whether that's your writing, or whether that's just your creative time, or whether that's your time to organize your personal or professional finances, doesn't matter. Okay, plan a date and time every week. That way it becomes something you look forward to, not something you actually dread. Number two is don't be overambitious. I'm a marathoner. There you go. The joke is fulfilled. I told you. Yes, I've run a couple marathons. And had I set out to run these marathons being super ambitious and being like, well, I'm going to start training at 10 miles you know, per run, then I never would have been able to you know, hit the kind of times that I wanted to hit or at least felt like that exuberance from going through the long regimented training program. So the point is this. Don't be overambitious just because you're freaking excited and supercharged and emotionally like, you know, ready. Do what the experts say and do exactly what it is they say. For whatever reason, all of us deviate from what the people who've done it tell us to do, okay? And sometimes we can get overambitious. And when you get overambitious, the propensity for you to fall off on whatever it is you set out to do is significantly higher. So don't do it. Go slow, go methodical. Another really good example of this is I think Pat Flynn, when he was writing Superfans, he just said, I'm going to write a thousand words a day. Number one, just like we talked about, like he had a day and time every day that he was going to do it. It was a non-negotiable because he was super passionate about it, obviously. And then third, you know, he wasn't overambitious. He's like a thousand words a day. Like that's when this book is going to get done. And that, that might be a lot for other people, but for him, it was very doable and it was just nice, methodical, and it was a very, very good experience for him. Okay, splice and dice. So Brock Johnson, I had on my podcast not long ago, 
Brock Johnson is an Instagram expert, and he talked about how he would just, for Instagram reels, which he makes many of them, he goes, I make all my reels, you know, 10 reels at a time in one day. And he didn't mean all the entire reel in one day. Like he would do some research, find some audios, save the audios. And then on a specific day and time, he would then do all the reels at that point. And maybe he would do six, maybe he would do 10, but he spliced it and diced it. Meaning there's one piece of the puzzle that he would execute on one day of the week and another piece of the puzzle he would execute on another day of the week. For YouTube, for podcasting, if I have scripts or if I want to make sure I'm getting a little bit more granular, then there's got to be one day of the week where I'm actually planning it and the other day when I'm recording it. Because I've even made an episode on why winging it never works. So those two things need to be split up so that way it gives me the best possible chance of accomplishing it. And the last thing that's going to help you be proactive instead of reactive and allow you to actually have the time to do these things and to stop avoiding it or, you know, postponing it, which is simply delaying it. Okay. You know, you're going to do it. You're just delaying it is subtracting two things for every single thing you add to your list. Okay. If all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to be a blogger and I'm going to write a lot and I'm going to, I really want to test my copywriting skills. This is me. Um, then cool. What am I subtracting? I need to lose two things because it's already a shit show, right? Like I told you how many things I got to do per week. So if I'm going to add on, then that means I'm going to have to lose reels for one of my accounts and just be like, you know what? That account doesn't mean that much to me anyway. This means a lot to me. I'm going to lose that. And then, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to stay off LinkedIn for a month because that's distracting and it's boring and whatever. So I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna do away with that as well. So I lost two things to help myself focus on one. That way I'm able to do all the things I just mentioned, which is one, plan. Number two uh, is splice and dice. And number three, that's going to allow you to do the three things I just mentioned, which is one, plan a date and time. Number two, not be completely overly ambitious. And number three, splice and dice. And now that you've made room, it's going to be possible. So next time you are thinking about why you can't do the things that you know you need to be doing and that you want to be doing, not you think you should be doing, these tips are absolutely going to help. Uh, If you are new to the Leadership Locker or old to the Leadership Locker, thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some great insight from this episode. I will see you guys next time.